residential lighting specialist to our residential Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. In this episode, I'm joined by Tony Ostrom, the president of WISA, the Wireless Speaker and Audio Association, comprised of 70 consumer electronics brands and founded by Summit Wireless Technologies. Due to heightened interest in a home cinema experience, especially during a time when people are staying at home more, the association is driving collaborative marketing efforts for its members by expanding into a more consumer-facing role. Tony, thanks so much for joining me today on Residential Tech Talks. Thank you so much for having me, Jeremy. I appreciate it. And uh, as I was preparing for our conversation, I was surprised and, and pleased to see that we're basically neighbors. Uh, you're in Zionsville and I'm in Carmel, which the outside world probably doesn't know what that means, but we're outside of Indianapolis and not too far away from each other. Not too far at all. Yeah, we're, uh, we're rivals in sports, but um, uh, we're very close and you're probably about 10 miles that way if, I, if I'm understanding our orientation correctly. <laughs> Yeah, not not too far at all. And uh, if if it weren't COVID times, maybe we would be doing this in person. But uh, we we can be in the comfort of our own desks at and uh, homes while we talk. And 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 you can, uh, you know, tell me more about uh, WISA. I I've been familiar with the association for uh, many years, but I would say that as the listeners to the podcast probably want to know, you know, there there's a role that I've never really quite understood how the association works, what the technology um, backbone is that is being used. Uh, I know it's a wireless audio uh, technology that we're talking about. So can you kind of give me the, the, the boilerplate, the elevator pitch for WISA, how it came into being and, and how the organization kind of functions? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. So WISA is uh, a consumer electronics organization of, like you said, about 70 brands. We're close to 80 now. Oh, wow. uh, and, and it's based on establishing interoperability um, for products that share a common wireless technology. So when two products you know, are, are, are both wireless and one of them's transmitting, one of them's sending, obviously there needs to be a common language that they're speaking so that uh, they, they operate flawlessly, they connect flawlessly, they're reliable. Um, and when you're talking about uh, a very high level of, of, uh, of audio definition, a high number of channels, um, a technology like this, we want to make sure there are other certain um, kind of common traits that they have uh, so, that, so that all those things are easy for consumers to do. Um, the, the quality is easily, easily realized uh, and the potential of the system is, is there all the time. It's reliable, it's robust, and, and it's a great experience. So... WISA is founded, um, our, our, WISA was founded by our parent company, Summit Wireless, and they've created the technology, which is eight channels of high definition, 2496, very low latency, 5.2 milliseconds, um, tightly synchronized within a millionth of a second technology um, that's perfect to wrap around screens uh, because you can't have latency. You need to be, you know, tightly synchronized and all those things. So what WISA does is we, 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 when you join WISA, um, we kind of, you know, open up the, the information uh, pipe to you with respect to all the technology, other uh, techno te technological benefits, um, the requirements, the testing, 
Uh, and then when you integrate the technology into, let's say a speaker product or a TV transmitter or something like that, um, it goes through testing uh, at one of our test houses. Uh, and then we review those results. We go through them with you and we make sure that that's gonna be a robust experience for consumers, that it works with all other WISA certified products. Um, and, and you can go to market with that seal. And, and then we've more recently um, started helping with some of the marketing and go to market uh, with buying groups and, and through um, digital marketing, things like that to help actually launch some of these products. So we're here to help make sure it all works great and to help people bring stuff to market properly. So it's in the past, you've had uh, the technology sort of sourced at a box that would maybe plug into a television or uh, would it be into an AV receiver at times or always a TV and then it, that, that essentially picks up the signal or a cable box and the signal goes to those speakers wirelessly. Is that how it sort of Yeah, works? so <clears throat> that's a great question. So uh, initially, um, and I actually helped develop one of these systems uh, when I was at Klipsch, uh, initially uh, brands were kind of developing their own transmitter and their own speakers receivers, if you will, the speakers okay. receiving the sound. And so even though it was a, a, a standardized technology and the white certification made sure everything was gonna work together, brands were kind of developing their own soup to nuts solutions. And really what we wanted to do is enable, you know, guys that were really good at, at making the front end, make the front end, make it WISA ready, make it WISA certified. Um, guys that were great at making speakers, go make speakers. Just like, you know, previous kind of iterations of our, of our category, you didn't necessarily buy a receiver from the pl same place you bought the speakers or, right. or the cable or the TVs or anything else. Um, so what we really wanted to get into was, uh, more of an interoperable, a known interoperable category you know, of products where I can buy a brand A's TV, uh, pl plug brand B's receiver or transmitter into it because I like the, t I like the features it has and then speakers from whatever brand or brands I want to, to, you know, complement my, my acoustic goals, my living arrangement, my, my budget, whatever. So, um, originally, yes, it was kind of, uh, brands doing everything. And now what we're getting to is uh, brands doing the things they're really good at and not being kind of forced to do things they really don't want to do. I don't, I'm a speaker guy. I don't want to make a transmitter or, or yeah. I'm a TV guy. I don't want to have to make the other parts. Fine. Do what you're good at. We'll certify them. They'll all work together. Okay. And in the ultimate ideal, why is this setup? Just so I'm getting a good picture in my head of how a theater system, a cinema system would look you would have no real external boxes visible necessarily. It's embedded in products and there's no need for even an AV receiver anymore because it's handling that, that distribution or is there still a, you know, a need for some of these things and a need for an AV receiver if you wanna have those effects of, yeah. of surround? Yeah, no, there, there's really no need for that, that, extra, that extra kind of receiver part um, what we're seeing now, you know, it is it, it, content is king and it's all coming through either, you know, a small piece of glass that I put in my pocket and use for phone calls or a bigger piece of glass that I use, you know, on my desk or a really big piece of glass that I hang on my TV or hang on my wall. And, you know, all those, all that content is just coming through those devices. And what we really want to do is streamline the process of, of getting that content, you know, from wherever it's coming in on those three different, you know, applications to uh, or form factors to, you know, into the speakers and onto the screen. Mm -hmm. And so the least amount of stuff I can have in between that, the better. 
And for us, okay, let's like, let's take a home cinema today. So much content comes in, you know, through Netflix and Hulu and HBO and all these, all these great, you know, uh, applications and services that I really just want the screen and the speakers. Yeah. And so if, if I can, in some cases, embed the technology into the TV or make it very simple to connect via a small, you know, dongle type thing mm -hmm. that, that connects either USB or HDMI and then place the speakers around the room, plug them in like I do other types of powered speakers and I'm good to go. That's really an ideal scenario. And that's mm -hmm. what we're building. That's what we feel is the easiest route for a consumer to get a great experience. And quite honestly, there are a lot of benefits to powering and, and tuning each speaker uniquely. Uh, and, and so we take advantage of that as well, as mm -hmm. long as the signal from that source to those, to those speakers is reliable, robust, high definition, tightly synchronized and all the things that WISE provides. And so that's the future that we're seeing is, you know, the, the device that brings in all the content and then wireless connectivity to a theater full of speakers and you're done. Right. There's no real com competition for a wireless surround other than, um, you know, proprietary maybe a device that, that would come from a manufacturer of a speaker. Uh, what would you, could you say that there's com competition to what you do? I know Bluetooth is not it because that's a different application. We're not talking surround sound when you're dealing with Bluetooth and there's late latency issues and all of that that you said you're, you're, you're overcoming. So um, not, not to, it, it, you don't have to say what it is, but is there, is there something else that, that you're competing with? Cause it seems like it's a pretty. Yeah. Dang. There, there really isn't. Um, and there, there are, we, we keep, we hear occasionally of a, a specific brand trying to leverage some internal resources and bring something to market. Um, but even in those cases, sometimes the, the, it's not as technologically uh, capable for a home cinema with the same, you know, kind of uh, specs that, that WISA has um, and, and certainly isn't uh, being leveraged uh, on an association level where there are a lot of brands trying to do the same thing and be interoperable. So, yeah. you know, there, there really isn't, um, which, which is, you know, it's, it's good for us, but really the, the whole, the whole end game for us is to make sure that the consumer is having a great experience and that it's easy to create that experience. Yeah. And, and for a long time, I kept talking, I'd meet with, with wise representatives at trade shows and, and we'd talk about these brands and a lot of them were international brands or companies that I really wasn't really so familiar with in the consumer uh, custom electronics, custom installation channel. Mm -hmm. uh, but then Klipsch was um, a licensee and that was a big deal to me because that's a respected audio brand. It happens to be a hometown brand with Indianapolis. Yeah. You have that Klipsch connection. So uh, you, you and I were talking earlier, that's really how you uh, became familiar with WISA. Uh, what was that uh, role at Clips for you? And how did the relationship with WISA develop for you? Yeah, so it, it's, it's a great, great question. I mean, we did start with, you know, a small number of brands that were kind of doing a lot of due diligence and, and kind of kicking the tires. And now, like I, like I say, almost 80 brands and, you know, Bang & Olufsen and and, uh, you know, Klipsch and LG and, you know, the, there's a, a, a Sound United, our members. Um, we, oh, we have some other great Xbox announcements also coming out. Right? Yeah, X, uh, uh, Xbox, um, all of the Xbox One, One S, One X, and now the Series X 
can connect to a, a, a Weiser, uh, Weiser transmitter for Weiser Ready devices. So a lot of, a lot of great um, uh, members and doing great things. And, and I was first exposed, the second part of your question, um, I actually uh, worked at Clips for a while, then I, I, I moved uh, to, we moved to Michigan and launched a couple of brands up there, came back to Klipsch and they had, and the reason I came back was they had started to really emphasize some uh, more technologically advanced products. They were getting more into powered solutions and more wireless technologies and things like that. Right. So I came back um, as a VP of, of uh, product development and kind of that you know, segment of their business. And one of the technologies they were, they were looking at um, with, with a lot of emphasis was WISA. And I became very familiar with it very quickly. We actually launched one of the first WISA systems, uh, the, the Reference Premier HD wireless system, um, which we still have one of the systems in my house to this day. It's, it's, an, it's an amazing system. Uh, got very, very familiar with technology. And I, throughout my career, I've always kind of gravitated towards, you know, the, the next thing coming up. What's, where's this thing going? You know, what, how can we help? build the next 10 years and then the next 10 years. And um, I suppose if you do that enough, you retire, but I'm <laughs> not there yet. Uh, but, uh, and when Weiss, it just seemed like it, it made so much sense, the way that it was enabling great systems to be so easily uh, uh, set up and, and then appreciated in homes. And when you started to see kind of the content wave, you know, coming with so much more great content, you no longer had to go procure everything on little, little silver discs. It just, it was just like, this makes so much sense. And so yeah. the, uh, the leadership at WISA was, was making some changes and um, the opportunity presented itself. And, and so now I'm doing this and it, it's been a blast. I've been doing it for almost five years and it's been just fantastic. Well, I want to go um, more into your background and talk about uh, places you've worked other than uh, in addition to mm -hmm. Klipsch and, and WISA. But uh, um, I first need to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This is our moment to see more possibilities than ever before. To expand our thinking, our capabilities, and our vision. To leverage the unique strengths of two innovative companies. To create new opportunities for you, our valued customers and partners. To build confidence and loyalty with consumers and become the number one intelligent lighting and smart home company in the world. This is our moment to make an impact. As significant as this. This is our moment to shine. Welcome back. I'm talking to Tony Ostrom, president of WISA. And you were starting to talk about coming back to uh, to Wysa after being at, uh, doing some things up in Michigan. Um, I want to get to that, but I also want, I just kind of want to walk through your timeline of your background because it's, um, it's always fun just to learn how folks get into this industry, get into audio technology and, you know, very general. Uh, were you a, a techie kind of kid or a science kid growing up? Um, well, I was a, I was a, music appreciation guy um, okay. and, and and yeah I was techie um, <clears throat> I, I got into uh, music at, at a really young age and and you know played a few instruments I've been a drummer mm. for gosh probably 35-ish years now um, and uh, 
I, I, I just, I fell in love with music and sound. And so I, I always knew that I was probably going to do something that had to do with those things. Um, and I, you know, we used to build crazy car audio systems and, and <laughs> compete in IASCA and I went to the finals and, 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 and that kind of led to my first, my first, uh, perfect real gig at, at JL audio. Okay. Um, but I went to, I went to ball state and it was one of about three colleges in the country at the time. I think that had kind of a music technology engineering degree. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I, I I went there and and the minor was in physics and it was just kind of all encompassing of performance and composition and recording and all that kind of stuff and I didn't know what I wanted to do but I knew it had to do with that and okay. then um, ended up uh, working in retail for a little bit and started to get into the system design outside of just cars and my 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 first uh, like I say I moved to South Florida and worked at JL Audio for a while I was a, a, a national trainer for a while I was the technical director for a while. And then moved back to the Midwest and started uh, at Klipsch. Well, before oh. we get into Klipsch, so JL Audio, <laughs> you're knowing um, that that's a brand brand that's, if I'm correct, is it outdoor audio? Is it subs? What, what's the main focus? They they, they really establish themselves with um, car audio subwoofers. It's car. It's it, just car. Okay. Because it, well, I was, it was. I was I was thinking yeah. about marine marine audio. I think They're was something. In that too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In okay. the last, you know, in the last several years, they have expanded uh, into some just absolutely amazing uh, home audio uh, subwoofer solutions. Um, this is outside of their extensive uh, assortment of car audio equipment, and and now they're getting into um, uh, like uh, uh, motorsports. Uh, solutions mm. uh, and and they're they're making a really good footprint in uh, in marine also so they're they're diversifying in a great way but they it was a great place to kind of cut my teeth uh, because they are so engineering first I mean mm. they have they hold so many patents um, and they, they really kind of take on take on you know issues uh, head on and figure out okay you know why is it that you can't have a big subwoofer in a small enclosure in a car because those are the kind of enclosures that work in cars well they figured that out you know they mm -hmm. re-engineered the subwoofer to, to to fix that solution and they've done that you know in a lot of different you know categories and and it's it was a great place to work and then going to Klipsch it was you know kind of more of the same so it, it, it was really a great you know kind of progression to see and going to Klipsch it was more home audio and, and personal yeah. audio um, but uh, again the same kind of thing very problem solving oriented it's really it's uh, interesting to hear why you went to Ball State. I was uh, headed there myself at one point in high school, but my uh, ambitions were a lot less uh, large. I, I was going to go there because David Letterman would give a scholarship to C level students, and that was kind of where I was headed. Um, <laughs> my my goals were really not very very high at that point. Uh, I ended up elsewhere. I went to the University of Georgia and loved it, but uh, Ball State was always a comfort zone I, I grew up going there my dad was a he was a journalism workshop uh, teacher in the in the summer there for high school kids going to a journalism camp which is what I attended that was my big camp as a kid journalism camp so uh, <laughs> in my own nerdy way you know um but well, uh, it, it, it paid off for you yeah well thank you thank you yeah <laughs> uh, likewise for you and um and and I I <laughs> I wanted to touch just briefly on something that I warned you about, which is that I noticed in in your uh, bio that you that you have a Mensa uh, honor there. And and if, for those who don't know what Mensa is, I I don't want you to feel like you have to get into this as a braggadocia thing. But I think it's a really cool 
uh, designation, but uh, maybe I'll leave it to you to explain what it is. Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe not. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, if you if, if you know that's fine. I, well, I, well, it's kind of like a it's 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 kind of a smarty pants organization, but it, it you you have to take a test if I'm correct, and you usually take it when you're pretty young. Um, maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong about that. And it, it it's it's a bit of an IQ thing, um, if I'm correct. But you know, you you hear folks that are Mensa, and it's um. It doesn't necessarily mean that you you know everything. It's just that you've got a pretty sharp brain, and uh, and and so I saw that, and and you said you don't really do much with the with the credential or the organization now, but uh, but it was it was just something I thought was kind of cool to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't come up a lot, but that you did some digging. Um, <laughs> it, it, it yeah, it's it was just it was kind of a personal uh, test of myself. I okay. I I. I had always known of the organization and I got the opportunity. Um, I actually took it later. Uh, okay. I, had, I had just moved to Florida um, after college and I'd always just kind of known about it and, and thought it'd be fun to try at some point. And uh, it just so happened that one weekend they were doing testing in the area. And so I, I drove over and, you know, Saturday morning or whatever it was one, one week I, I, I took the test and, and you know was fortunate enough to be accepted in and and i i don't do a lot with the organization currently but um you know i as as i as, when i get a little older and maybe maybe at some point there's some some extra free time it'd be fun to get more involved but it was just kind of a, a, a personal test of of, to, of myself and i i uh i, I, I passed <laughs> so, so did you feel like when you're growing up going to school were you always a an a plus type of student or how did you what made you think I want to do this Mensa thing? Well, it's it's funny. It's it's like I tell my kids. I said, you know, you, you can you can mess up and get straight A's through fifth grade, and then that's what's expected of you for the rest of your life. You know, <laughs> so so uh, you know if they, if you slide a B in here and there, you, you kind of let let your own leash out a little. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, I, I I did pretty well in school, and and uh, I, I just I don't know. I I always gravitated towards you know kind of the more creative outlets. Okay. And, and I, I, uh, I don't know, I, I, I've always appreciated the opportunity to kind of problem solve and, you know, those kind of, you know, those kind of problems, those kind of tests, I've always just kind of been interested in them at some level. And so that's kind of what this was, um, which the, the funny thing is I, I, I don't feel like I always have a great memory. And the very mm -hmm. first part of the test was, okay, we're going to read a story. And then like two hours from now, we're going to ask you a bunch of questions on it. And I'm like, I'm done. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's, it just, it's, it's like problem solving, puzzle solving kind of things though. Is that really what you're good at? Yeah. It's yeah. Problem solving, um, you know, kind of the, the exact term for, I guess, something about me would be spatial math. Um, mm, but, okay, sure. But, uh, yeah, I just, I enjoy kind of problem solving and, and it, it's funny because I, throughout my career, you know, I've, I've, I've tended to gravitate towards positions that, are involved with lots of different facets, um, you know. So, in product development has, and and now what I'm doing with all these different brands is great because every day is different, mm -hmm. and it's not, you know, I come to work, I do the same thing every day, and and some people absolutely love that kind of thing. I do not, mm -hmm. uh, and so you know, some days you're working more on you know the advertising campaigns, and some day you're working more on product development, and some days you're you know, interfacing more with people in other countries. And sometimes it's, it's just kind of your own, you know, little workspace and, you, and your, your, your own due diligence for, for a couple hours. And I just like that kind of diversity and, and solving various problems throughout the day, throughout the week. And that, I don't know, I guess that helps.
Yeah, yeah. And 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 so when you were the, the part of your background that I didn't really touch on yet was when you mentioned going up to Michigan. So you developed some new some products. Um, did that was that the the time when you were able to actually create something kind of from a blank page or brought in when something was being developed, they needed some expertise. How, what was, what were those yeah. experiences? Yeah. I've, I've had a couple of opportunities to do that. When, when I came, uh, when I came to Klipsch, I was, uh, uh, kind of head, helping head up some of the product development. And really that was the first opportunity I had to see that process. Okay. And, you know, from, from ideation, we did some of that at JL, uh, they did a lot of it at JL, but I was more in the technical and marketing end of things. Um, when I went to Klipsch, it was more, uh, okay, here's a category. Let's figure out who we are in this category and mm. then let's define some things and, and, and scope them all out to launch. And then <clears throat> when I went to Michigan, it was even more from scratch than that because they were, they were literally launching a brand new, uh, technology and it was, it was the power mat brand, um, which, uh, w- was all wireless charging for devices. It was the first gig I ever had that had nothing to do with audio. Wow, and okay. and so we we kind of got to idealize uh, a lot of that um the whole product assortment and working with some really talented people up there well in the meantime our the parent company uh started uh, communication and, and and eventually had a contract in place with the marley family so like bob marley and and his oh. his, his his estate mm-hmm. um and so we ended up i i kind of shifted gears and, and got back into audio and and we launched uh, a pretty substantial line of products uh, for the House of Marley, mm-hmm. which were great sounding, but it also added um, kind of the extra criteria of needing to be socially or responsibly harvested materials okay. and just be very socially responsible in every kind of aspect of the way the product was, you know, brought to market, you know, developed, shipped, everything. Um, sure. So that was kind of another set of problems. And, and then when I went back to Klipsch, it was when they were, again, kind of shifting to more uh, technologically driven wireless technologies, uh, powered solutions, um, you know, more soundbars, more personal audio, WISA was getting involved, those types of things. So again, kind of taking uh, a blank page and saying, all right, here's, here's where we think this is going. What is our identity and what does our assortment look like? And h- how do we benefit people? And how do we tell people about it? And all those things. I, I just love that. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what WISA is trying to do right now. Okay, awesome. Well, the uh, the latest development, I believe, for you is SoundSend with Wisa. Um, is that correct? And that being more of that consumer, that branded uh, solution for you? Yeah, and and it was another kind of opportunity for us to take a step back and say, okay, what do we need to take this next, you know, this next several steps forward in this category? And we have all these great speaker solutions being developed, um, and so much content's coming into TVs. What's the what's the glue that's going to get that TV to talk to all those speakers, all those uh, Wisa certified speakers? And you know, we we talked with a lot of our membership, and you know, it was basically like, look, we need uh, you know a, a reasonably priced transmitter that works with all these TVs. Mm-hmm. And so we eventually said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Wisa is going to develop a couple of these solutions, and we'll even bring the first one to market. And so we'll be responsible for, you know, creating it, getting it manufactured, bringing it to market. Um, and then that'll, that'll give all the speaker guys the opportunity to connect to all these, I mean, like literally almost a billion TVs, mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of TVs out there with an HDMI arc or eARC connection that can easily plug into a transmitter. And now the speakers will just light up. Oh, uh, so, okay. so we basically now have two platforms. One of them became SoundSend and I actually, I 
you know, shameless prop plug here, but this is a sound send. Okay. And it basically just plugs in HDMI to a TV. And uh, so now we have the ability to go and say, okay, speaker guys, have at it, you know, mm -hmm. go to retail, all your speakers will work. And, and for retailers, you know, it couldn't be more simple because all these TVs now in their showroom, they can plug that guy into it and all these speakers work. So mm -hmm. uh, we productized that. Um, and we have a couple of platforms available for our speaker brands to take and not have to necessarily do all the upfront heavy lifting to bring something to market, um, but they can make it theirs. They can wrap different plastic around it. They can make their own mobile application, their own feature sets, but the tech part is done. Okay. And so a couple of different things, a products at market, um, it's going to, this a standalone version of it's going to be at market um, probably within the next month. Hmm. We just, uh, one of our members, we just helped them launch Platin and Monaco, the 5.1 from Monaco uh, and the 3.1 actually are being bundled with SoundSend and those launched, uh, Monday. Um, so, you know, great, great solutions are starting to come out and then we'll have the standalone product available as well. Okay. And again, give me an idea from a consumer standpoint, how this might be seen in retail where they're going, let's say it's like normal times, but let, let's, they're, they're masked up. They're going to, <laughs> to a Best Buy <laughs> store, just to name check a box store and they want to buy a new TV, is there something at point of sale where, the, where there's, hey, there's this way that you can connect an entire speaker collection uh, surround sound system just with this little box? Is it going to be that kind of visibility or is it going to be somehow with the TV, you know, when you buy it and you go, oh, wait, I should go back and buy speakers now. How, how do you see that working? Yeah, there are a couple of ways. So, uh, so with, with Weiser Ready TVs and, and the distinction there is the Weiser Ready TV um, has all the user interface uh, and, and consumer aids uh, on, on the actual TV itself and will transmit audio out of the USB. Uh, and there are some great solutions uh, to connect the TVs that way. Uh, one of them is from uh, our, our member um, Axum when they, they have a product called the Link. That's also the one that's certified for all the Xbox units. Okay. Um, and so like LG, as an example, all of the 2019, 2020 uh, OLED and NanoCell TVs have Weiser Ready logo on the side of the box. Okay. Um, and like as an example, you go into MHT, many of the MHT stores within uh, Best Buy, they have a demo there with an LG TV, the Axum Link, and a Clips system that shows Weiser technology kind of gluing it all together. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's one avenue. Another avenue will be for um, the the Universal SoundSense solution, uh, and we're we're now establishing some of the distribution for that. So um, if you, uh, if you visit our website, which has a lot of information, weissassociation.org, um, and then if you go slash SoundSend, there's a bunch of information about the product uh, and the online retailers um, that'll, that'll be uh, making it available as well. And like I say, it's probably going to come out in the next month. Okay, great. Yeah, and, and it, some of that point of sale stuff and things will happen as well as all that gets established. Okay, and and just kind of back backtracking a little bit, you announced back in March some Dolby Height Channel uh, capabilities as well. So you're, you're still able to provide um, Dolby Atmos as well in in that uh, setup with Wisa, correct? Absolutely. So the basically the eight channels that that we provide with the wireless technology can be used for anything. Uh, and, and if you're redundant in one speaker, that's still only one channel. So let's say you want to have two subwoofers that doesn't take two channels. That's just mm -hmm. a subwoofer channel being picked up by two different, uh, speakers. Um, 
but yeah, two of those channels can be, you could with the, with the eight, you could do 5.1.2, uh, or you can even do hybrid systems and you could wire the front stage and make everything else wireless and take advantage of, of wireless height channels, you know, for all four or whatever. Nice. Um, and, and honestly a great new product solution that's, that's been announced and coming out, I believe the beginning of the year is from Life Audio, which is one of our newer members. Hmm. And they have a, an in-ceiling speaker um, that's, that, that's, that'll be WISA certified. And so you can easily add height channels uh, to, a, to an existing wireless system hmm. uh, or even a, a hybrid wired wireless system and use four of our channels for height. But they have a great product out uh, that's, that's winning awards. Uh, it seems like every, every couple of times I open up LinkedIn, I see that they've won an award, but um, it's a great solution. And that's the kind of innovation we're starting to see from, from more and more partners is, okay, I can fill this niche. You know, life didn't have to make all the speakers and the transmitter. They're like, we want to make great in-ceiling speakers. Right. And we've, we're going to fill the Atmos niche. So you have, you know, Klipsch fronts and, you know, uh, a Harman sub and life height speakers and an LG TV and you're good to go. So you, you can mix and match as you want, as long as everything's been through the process. Well, very good. That's a, that's a lot of good stuff happening uh, as we look ahead. Any, uh, any last um, kind of hopes for 2021 other than, uh, than the the elimination of COVID nineteen, of course, for all of us, um, for 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 Wisa, um, more name recognition out there, I'm sure, and availability to to the general population would probably be on your list, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to continue to see more solutions come to market. We'll we'll announce them, you know, as they as they go through certification and and are ready to go. Um, you'll see. Uh, some more brands joining, uh, and and the cool thing for us is we're now seeing brands join not just to kick the tires of the tech like in the early years, but with a plan. We want to join. We have you on our roadmap here. We want to know. So we have some questions, and then we're gonna we're gonna go to you know integration, and then get you get through certification. So we're seeing that more and more, which is fantastic. We're talking to some great TV brands. Um, SoundSend is going to make connectivity a, a more simpler simpler than it ever has been to more and more TVs. Um, and we're also starting uh, some initiatives uh, with our WISA Wave marketing program to leverage uh, the uh, pretty amazing numbers of people that are coming to our website now to learn more about the category and helping those people get connected to the brands that'll make their, you know, their cinema dream in their home a reality so with so many different brands now producing products. So we just see continued growth. We see more members, more products, and uh, you know we we want to help in any way we can. So you know, reach out to us, and and we'll answer any questions anybody has. But uh, we're very excited for twenty twenty one. Well, Tony Ostrom, thanks so much for taking the time today to tell us more about Wisa. I absolutely appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Also, thanks to everyone for joining us. Be sure to comment, share, or subscribe to the podcast. And you can check out all the latest residential tech news at restechtoday.com. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell.